What's going on? How's your week been? How's your how's your um how's your quarantine been? Are you handling it? Is it treating you? Is your family are they treating you well? Are they treating you? I had to I tried to do this like five times. Like this <laughs> the noise. I don't even know if you can hear that loud-ass truck out there. I don't know if that's the brakes making that noise or what, but welcome back to Read the Room. Uh, it's been a little while. I've kind of been debating on whether or not to, I mean, why would, I don't know why I would debate that. I mean, if you guys are continuing to listen, apparent, apparently... There are people listening in Australia, which is kind of the country that I that I that I wanted. I'm look I want the countries that I want to listen, America, of course, whatever, but Australia and Canada, because those are my choices for the great escape. Those <laughs> those <laughs> I don't know why I don't want to go to Africa. Ghana is offering Black people asylum and or you know come come to this is where your homeland is. yeah yeah it's hot I don't know man it's hot over there so we'll think about it but right now we're going to go after the white countries for now okay Ghana it's it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> I put out a thing on Facebook the other day to say to to change the subject. I put out a thing on Facebook the other day and a lot of people had some interesting like options for me to watch while we're all quarantined. Y'all are watching some interesting stuff, man. Um who was that? Uh and I appreciate it, man. Mark, uh, I haven't had a chance to look at the what you suggested, but I am, you know, I'm working on it. I am working on it. And we'll see what happens, man. We'll have to see what happens. But a lot of interesting shows, man. A lot of you guys are checking on shows or watching shows, man, that are informational. And I guess that depends on how I guess that would depend on how smart you are and how you'd like to get challenged. Sometimes I do. You know, sometimes I don't. You know, I watched the whole Tiger King. I saw that at the beginning. I think I 
talked about that on the podcast. Like, I saw Tiger King at the very beginning. Ain't no, ain't nothing smart about that shit. Nothing. But uh, there's a lot of documentaries being watched. A lot of. All right. I got a little distracted. Some sneakers came out. I was I was trying to. That's what dog. That's all I've been doing is buying. Buying sneakers of the wrong size and then selling them. And the reason that I've had to do that, the reason I got to go and get the wrong size is because on the sneakers app, if you know anything about sneakers and getting them, buying them, especially now, you know, you go online, there's an app called the sneakers app. It's Nike sneakers, right? And this app is so fickle. No one barely, no one ever wins on the sneakers app because there's so many different variables. They've made it butterproof. These young kids and maybe some adults that are selling sneakers full-time have these bots, and then they come in, buy up all the sneakers, and then they sell, they resell them for a higher uh, price, you know, for a profit. So what they did on Sneakers app is they made it so damn hard for botters, they made it hard for regular folks like me that are just that just have an account and bid, right, or that come in. So usually sneakers sell at about 10 a.m. on a Saturday. Usually now they're starting to branch it out. So it's Fridays, some are on Tuesdays or, you know, just different times. And at 10 o'clock, you go on the app at 950 or whatever and you wait or whatever, closer to 10. Right. When the clock, I mean, when it hits 10. The little notification, the little button that says coming soon will change to buy now and you hit that notification you hit that little button immediately right at 10 and you you have your account information in there already and like sneakerheads already know this i'm just telling people that don't know they go you go through this 10 10 o'clock hit the button and your information is already in there you have an account and it's auto-filled you put your thumbprint in there for to, for it to pay, sold out. At 10.01, all of the shoes sold out, right? So because of the bots, because other people are trying to buy. So what they do sometimes is they'll have different, um, different times where they put the shoes out. Early access, right? That's what that was. Um. I had to, I had to, you know, go focus on that for a second. Of course, they didn't have early access. Of course, I wasted my time. Whatever. So, but what I did recently on sneakers, and this is why the last, I think, three or four pairs of shoes that have come out, three pairs of shoes that have come out, I, I bought them. I got them on the sneakers app. I went to a woman's size. I went to a size. Well, they're not a woman's size, but I went to a lower size, eight and a half. I've gotten all three of them. These were the Indigo Blues. These were the Levi, or I'm sorry, the Denim Threes. And these are numbered like uh, numbered of Jordans. So Jordans 1 through 30 or whatever. Jordan 12s, 
those are the indigo blues. And I'm sorry if I'm boring anybody that's listening to this, but the denim threes, it's the first time they've come out, and they're actually pretty nice. Denim three, the Jordan three is what he was wearing in 1980, I want to say 87, right? Because that's three years after he started selling Jordans, which was his 1984. So I got those, and there was another. Oh, I got a Jordan 1, which was like a weird green color. Anyway, all three of these sizes, all eight and a half, I'm selling all of them for a little bit of a profit on StockX. And StockX is basically the sneakers stock exchange. And it just tells you what the prices are, what you want to sell them for, and what people are buying them for. And I got a little bit of profit on some of them. But I also just sold a a mid-Jordan 1 for a pretty big profit. Um, So that's all I've been doing, man. Buying shoes and selling them back. A lot of that, and back to what I was talking about originally, watching all of this stuff, man, and I, for one point, I mean, I put out a video talking about, like, I'm seeing things being promoted as, hey, it's coming out soon. It's like, bitch, put that shit out now, dog. What are you waiting for? Are you waiting on the world to, we might not be here by the time you put that shit out. Tenant? The where movies are put it out at home, nigga. Put that shit out so we can watch it, man. Why are you risking people's lives for your dumbass movie? Put that shit out. I like Denzel Washington. His son is a decent actor. I'm not risking my life to go see that shit. Put that shit out. So I'm watching. I'm watching shit that I would never. Why, and this week, man, everybody's going crazy for Cobra Kai. Son, is it that bad? Is it that bad out there that we're going crazy for Cobra Kai? Nigga, no. You out your mind, bro. I'm not watching that shit. There's certain people whose opinions that I really take after. And I don't know, man. Cobra Kai is, that's a tough one for me, dog. Not going to lie to you. But if people are saying that that is good, <laughs> it's going to take a certain person. I'm waiting on a couple people to say it's good. And then I'm like, all right. I guess it's, I guess it's good, man. I guess it's good. I'm showing my daughter, she's getting into TV shit now. She just started first grade, but before that, you know, she had summertime. And, you know, during the day, she's with her mom all day. And her mom, I think she let her watch a little more. You know, you you, you chill during the summertime. You chill out. I think my daughter took a couple classes, though, during the summertime, like an art class or something like that. I don't think she was that good at it because the instructor, these instructors have to be, you got to slow down. You know, when it's a passion, when you're passionate about something, I get it. Okay. But you got to slow down when you're trying to instruct someone else 
on a thing. You can't get excited about it. You got to kind of be like, and 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 this and and this woman is is going. This woman is going into all of the lessons that she's trying to to show, and it's oh, and you can use this, and you can move it, and you can put this over here. Everyone knows how to do a copy, and and, and my, my daughter's six. She doesn't know copy and paste, and all all she knows is click on a thing, click on a button. As a helicopter goes by, it's probably that lady right there coming to kill me. She just knows click on a click on things. There's a picture. I want to click on the picture and watch what's in that picture. That's all she knows, right? And this lady's like copy and paste this color over here and use this as your base color and all this shit. And I'm like, dog, you can't. So she didn't do that well in that class, and. My, she's like a she's a perfectionist to a fault and I don't blame her I blame I blame her mom because I'm not a perfectionist by any means I'm a procrastinator I know those they go hand in hand a lot of times people think oh you take so long to do something is because you want it to be perfect no I take a long time to do shit because I don't want to do it and I feel like if I wait long enough and do other things, I'll get more done in other parts of my life not doing the thing that I need to do. Now, I think that's the benefit of being a procrastinator is all the other shit that you got to get done that's not as taxing and or annoying as the thing that you don't want to do. All of that gets done as a procrastinator. But some people procrastinate because they they want things to be perfect. So they work all through every little detail until they've talked themselves out of doing the thing because they don't feel like it'll be good enough. I don't do that shit. That must be tough to just be that, to want to be that perfect. Meanwhile, nothing in life, nothing that you do in life is going to be perfect, but... Some people, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not envious of that at all. Not in the least. I'm not going to lie, though. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but this pandemic has been pretty, and I don't want to say it too loud. It's been, it's been perfect for me. Okay? Perfect. And the unfortunate thing is I have this, this nagging, I have this little nagging need to go on stage and tell jokes. And I'm not going to lie to you. That's going away. Like this week I got, we got the holiday coming up and I'm supposed to have a show. I don't want to do the show, man. When I, when I signed up for it, I was like, that would be excellent. But, dog, I'm coming up on the show, and I'm like, I'm not ready to, I don't have anything to, it's like another, if if shows, like if I had to do show, like if it was work or something, like if I had to go and like do the show, I would procrastinate on, hey Tim, you have a show at the, eh, push it back to this other time. If I could do that, I would. 
I don't know, man. I gotta, I gotta think about what jokes I'm gonna tell. I gotta come up with material that's going to be people's expectations of stand up aren't going down. I don't think. I think at a live show they're a little less expectant of perfection. I guess I don't know. But this show is outside. I'm doing a show at a at a drive-in movie. Basically, it's a par it's a parking lot that I'm gonna be telling joke. Dog, I don't. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Not looking forward to it. I'm gonna have to figure something out though, because the show is on Saturday. And there's actually two shows. One's at 9 and one's at 11. And then next week, I have another show. But that's indoors. And I feel like that's going to be that's gonna be easier. Anything that's... What I'm going to stop doing. I'm going to stop settling. Settle shows. Zoom shows. I'm not doing Zoom shows anymore. Parking lots and things. After this one, if even if it goes well... I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Anything that's not pure stand-up comedy, I'm not doing it, man. I'm not doing it. It's not, it, it doesn't benefit me. I, I cringe all the way up to the moment, and I do the thing, and then after that, I'm like, well, that, you know, was that worth the fix? The post- Set fix. Is it worth it? No. And, and this is the other thing. You know, we've been in our own heads, Some of, most of us, all week. We've been with ourselves. And as an introvert, I've kind of gotten used to being inside my own head. But then a part of me is like, well, you know, I got when I would do shows before, I would be like, oh, I'm so sick of yapping with people. And I still talk to people here and there. You know, I talk to my daughter, her her mom, my mom, my family, things like that. But being around people, I'm like, man, you know, it would be good. I do a show. It will be good to be around people. And then I get around people and I'm and I'm like, oh, I forgot there's a lot there's a lot to this being around people thing and i'm right back where i was 5 months ago when i was being around people and they were exhausting and i guess it depends on the people and i guess it depends on the circumstances but i mean i don't know man what is this another outside show outside show for outside show on uh yeah no I'll have to I'll have to decline that look I get it man I get people want to go out and do shows and I here's the thing though <laughs> if I wasn't being asked to do a lot of these shows I would be pissed I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I think I would be very upset if people weren't asking me to do shows and I've been asked to do quite a bit. 
Um, you know, I, I, I know I'd be upset. So I appreciate the offers and I appreciate the, but it's just not the same, man. It's not the same. And I, and I don't think the fact that we're not doing it enough, you know, if I had like 15 shows lined up in a parking lot, this one would be nothing. But the fact that it's new and I have to go out there and, and it's like uncharted territory. Hey, it's a lot, man. Oh, is it the joke or is it the fact that they're honking? Are they honking because they like it or honking because they don't like it? Or I hear they're, they're honking and you can they can laugh or what? I, dog. I feel like it's different. It's different than doing a Zoom show. A Zoom show, I'm looking at people and their mics are off and I feel like I'm just talking into, I feel like this right here. I don't know if you're laughing right now. You might be. You might be snot running down you. I don't know. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> it would be a weird time for you to be laughing, though. I'm not going to lie. But it's like this. And I can kind of disconnect myself if I'm doing a Zoom show. I could just talk. And whatever you laugh at, you laugh at. But And if I don't hear it, you know, that's kind of hard. But. It's not like, a, you know, live shows, are, that's a, it's a different energy. I can feed off of that energy. I think the last Zoom show I did, I could the mics were on, and I could hear the laughter, and I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of the same. I can feed off of this a little better. But, uh, yeah, the outside shows, man, it's, yeah, chilling out. Other than that, I'm just trying to get my daughter ready for first grade. I don't know if she's learning. The other day she said 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 60, And her mom said, what was that? And she said, 60, 10, you know, after 69. And um, her mom's a teacher. So... I don't know. I feel like there's, there's going to have to be some decisions made here, if she, whether or not she's going to stop teaching and teach and teach her or, you know, if she's going to continue this way and then my daughter's just going to have to kind of not fend for herself, but if I'm going to have to step in and kind of be her chaperone through first grade there. Not a teacher, but just kind of let her, she's kind of letting her figure things out, which I guess is good. And I'm hoping it's good. I hope my daughter can kind of be independent and and soar through the different, what was I learning in the first grade? My teeth were coming out. I remember that because I bit into an apple. And did y'all have this when I were in, in school? I don't know where you're from, but did you have this when you were in school? They had this thing where you take a, a pill. This is like to help you brush your teeth to know if you're doing it right. You take a, you, you eat a pill and it stains your teeth. And then you're supposed to go and brush your teeth and brush all the stain off. It was like red stain, which is weird for your mouth 
because your mouth is already red. I don't know why it wouldn't be like green or blue or whatever, but red stain, this is Texas, red stain, brush it off. And that's how you're supposed to learn. Are you brushing your teeth effectively? And um, I didn't do well. I remember that. I didn't do well. And then soon after that, I think maybe between first and second, I started losing teeth. And that first one was a, like my daughter's six, and she is, she hasn't started losing her teeth yet. And I'm telling her, the first one, you're not going to like it, okay? Your first one is going to be tough. But by the, by the, you know, the, you get to some of the other ones, it's going to be so easy. You're going to be ripping them out. I, w- I remember I was ripping teeth out. They, I would, you know how you feel it loose and you go, oh, shit. You get excited. I would feel it loose. And then I, when I first started losing my teeth, I didn't want to mess with it because I didn't want to, oh, it's going to, I don't want it to. I mean, by that, by the last one, man, I remember the last few, I would feel it was loose and I would jiggle it. I would keep jiggling it and I would jiggle it harder and harder, harder, and then just rip it out with my hand. Fuck the foreplay. Get this bitch out. Let's get the new ones in. Let's go. It's probably why my teeth are <laughs> jacked up now. I, I'd have to talk to a dentist. <laughs> like, can you mess your teeth up if you just rip them out? I don't know if that's a savage. I don't know if other people did that, but I just ripped them out, man. I just took my and just <laughs> ripped it out. Or or I bit into an apple. That's why I think that's where I got the idea from. I'll just bite into an apple and it just came out. But it was, and it was a pain, but it wasn't like a, I don't know. I can't explain it. I was dating this girl and her son, (laughs) her son knocked out his, his front teeth. Just knocked him out. I think he fell on his mouth or something like that. Knocked him out. Snaggle tooth. Three or four years old. Snaggled up. She didn't like those jokes. I remember that too. She didn't like those jokes. I don't think this is going to (laughs) work. So that's what we're doing, man. We're getting it ready. I got to take another picture. We're commemorating a lot of shit with her. My daughter has so many pictures. I try to find pictures of me at different ages. And I don't have... I don't have anything. My mom... Baby, you was just in school and you was, what you want to, I mean, what do you want to see? Hmm? What you, what would you, what do you think you were doing? Anything picture worthy? You got in trouble a lot. You was always making jokes and you just ran around a lot. You had so much energy. I was, sit, sit your ass down. I don't, I, and you didn't want to sit down. You just kept running all over the place. I had to pop you. That's one thing we're having a discussion about is, um, so I grew up with whoopings. I grew up with spankings and I believe that my daughter's mom didn't or she did and she doesn't want to continue that, which I get. I understand that completely. It's just 
there's more. I think if my daughter gets around my family a lot more, you know, they were nice. Around this time last year, I took her to Texas and she got to meet her black side for the first time. My family was nice. <laughs> they was nice, but um, yeah, you could tell they was struggling. <laughs> Woo, you are um very patient with her. <laughs> My sister said that. Ooh, you are very patient with her. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what you mean? Um, I don't know. It takes you a few times to tell her to do something. And you know me. It wouldn't take me that long. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. It takes... Because that's what happens. If you don't get... Uh, if you don't get beat down, then you don't have the same, like I had no options when I was younger. It's either do what my parents say or get popped. And I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I think the effect that it had, you know, it's funny. I think the, the effect that it had on me was why I'm a procrastinator and why I need for things to be, you know, my drill sergeant told me this when I was in, in the Army. When I was in AIT, the second part of your military training is your, your advanced individual training. And my drill sergeant at AIT said, you're a procrastinator and you need for things to be dire before you do something. And she hit me. That hit me like nail on the head. Right there. I was like, damn, that's true. Because I didn't do, I usually didn't do anything until the last minute. And that's everything. That was in, when I was, in, when I was in college, when I was in school and in college, same shit. That, that's as an adult. I didn't go to college until I was 20, until I was 30, 31. Same shit, man. So... And I don't know if that's from whoopings or if it's just from the fact that I don't like to do to do things. I don't know. But my daughter, at this point, you know, she's six. Whoopings would dramatically change her life. <laughs> I think we should whoop her for a year and then just don't mention it again. Like, don't do it again and don't mention it. And just let her have that year of beatdowns. <laughs> uh. But I don't know. At some point after I got, after whoopings, like that was it for me. Nothing, nothing could, I'm going to put you in the corner. Okay. That ain't shit to me. The corner? I'll put myself in the corner. If you ain't going to hit me, it don't mean shit. I don't want to be the top. I don't want the beat down to be top for my daughter's punishment. I want her to learn lessons without having to be beat down. And I feel like that's what whoopers do. They kind of give you, that's the end all be all of discipline. 
And I don't want my daughter to 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 need that to to do the right things or do things that she's supposed to do. I don't know. I'm just talking out my ass, man. Just trying to figure this whole thing out, man. Um, like I said, I got a show this week. It's at the Broccoli City in D.C. And I got another show next week at the Arlington Draft House. Tickets are on the websites for those. Actually, the Broccoli City one is through the D.C. Improv. So that's probably, that might be on their website. Um, if you want tickets, if you want to go, drive your car up there and, you know, listen to my stupid ass. Me, Paris Sachet, Lafayette Wright, and I think um, Ramin, Ramin Mustafavi and Candace Saunders. That's who all's on the show. And I'm hosting, so I'll be out the whole time um, going back and forth, talking shit, making fun of everybody, all of that. And, um, yeah, tickets for that. Ask me for tickets. You can email me or hit me up on uh, Instagram or Instagram at uh, the Tim D. Miller, or you can email me at Tim D. Miller Comedy. Is it Tim D. Miller? No, it's Tim Miller Comedy for tickets and all of that. Next week is Arlington Draft House. You can get tickets to that. Um, next week being the 10th, that's Thursday. Um, Arlington Draft House. Yeah, I think that's it. I think Ramin's on that one too, I want to say. I believe. But, um, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm just kind of, that's what I'm kind of dealing with um, throughout the week. Uh, I mean, of course, all the racial stuff, but you guys, are, we're, we're, we're sick of hearing about it. But I'm sick of talking about it, and everybody's sick of hearing about it. We all know what's going on. It's, uh, um, you know, but I've been watching the NBA. I'm going to check out some of the stuff you guys sent out to me to, to watch. I'll break down and watch Cobra Kai if I need to. <laughs> I um, I watch. Oh, I watched Chadwick Boseman's. Um, I watched the James Brown one. It wasn't bad, you know. wasn't bad. It was okay. He's just such a character. It's hard to watch him be played by somebody else. But it was a decent movie, man. I liked it. Um, and it had Lafayette from True Blood in it, which, pfft, yo, where that nigga been, you know? It's good to see motherfuckers like that, just popping up. I remember when the Elvin from the Cosby show was, when they saw him at Trader Joe's, and they were like, oh, look at this movie star. And everybody was like, yo, what's wrong with that shit? Let that man get his money. And then, of course, he got a few acting roles out of that. I mean, he's not a bad actor. I forgot the, I forgot his name though. I'll put his name in the description. But um anyway, guys, do yourselves a favor, do me a favor, stay safe, okay? Japan, I know you're listening. I love you. Australia, I love you. What other country did I see on there? There was another country I was like, really? I want to say the United Kingdom, but I don't know where specifically. But uh, UK, psh, what's up? Holla at your boy. Let me know you in here. And um, United States, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. And I will talk to you. 
Oh, this week. Sorry, this week I got coming out. Me and Dom did a podcast. We started a, we started one, and it's gonna be sporadic, but it's a podcast based off of uh, the hip hop music that we grew up on. Okay, we don't necessarily have a name for it, but it's the hip hop before mumble rap. The first episode is called 96. It's coming out this Friday. I'll also put it on. Actually, I'll just put it on this feed. It'll be me and Dom Rivera. And Dom, me, the, the reason why me and Dom did that, decided to do it together, is because Dom and I joined the, he joined the Air Force in 1996. I joined the Army in 1996. We both stayed for eight years. And we both have different stories, but they're kind of couched in the same time frame. So 96 to us, that, that's probably one of the golden years of hip hop. Rap music, whatever you want to call it, um, they are two different things. But they—he's also an East Coast guy. I'm a Southern guy, so we talked about you know the music I listened to in '96 was uh, the South and West Coast music. And Dom listened to—I believe he listened to some South because he eventually met up with some cats from the South. And I—I I didn't listen to anything from the East Coast. Until I joined the army, funny enough. A little bit, actually a little bit, uh, Wu-Tang Clan, I listened to the first album, 36 Chambers. And at the time, I didn't know what they were talking about, man. I just knew it was different. And I'm a contrarian, as Russ Green likes to say. So I just like listen to something different, man. I just wanted to hear something different than um, just the southern, the, especially the Texas drawl. And the the screw music, it was cool for a little bit, man, but I felt like I was on drugs after listening to screw music for so long. If you don't know, then you will find out more about it. Screw music, hip-hop, our favorite groups, and all of that. This Friday is the first episode. It'll be called 1996. Um... And that'll be out on Friday, man. All right. Thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you next time.